Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to Blog Talk Radio here at LivesDelivers.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to our simulcast uh, during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If if you're listening to us through any other social media platforms or any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the time, the date, and the locations and platforms which you're hearing us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Okay, so having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions. And make those comments. So having said all that, would you please join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. That healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus reveals to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Call us to glory the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus to speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, beloved, this is Part six of an elevated, of an elevated life, and I just like to remind you that our life has been elevated uh, by what Jesus did at Calvary. It was made easy. It was made complete. We've been now made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above, and we found that in uh, Galatians chapter uh, one. And, and, and we studied that out, um, that, that God has made us to sit together in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come. And then he wants to have you to function under different parameters, an elevated life. You know, we don't have to... We don't have to uh, uh, scrounge around for a blessing because the Bible tells us that he daily loads us with benefits, okay? 
So then, since God has already done the part necessary for the a work to be done, all we need to do now is to believe, simply believe. And as we believe, then we walk in the direction of our belief. That's the way it is supposed to, to work. It's just like uh, when you get a map, then you start leaving the place that you're found and going to the place that you want to be in. And you follow the steps in the map, turn and whatever the junctions are, and then you'll get to your destination. Well, the word of God is very simple. It says basic instructions before leaving the earth. It's, it's, it's what God wants you to do. These are your preordained steps. So then if we're walking through the valley uh, of the shadow of death, we should remember that we don't have to fear evil, but that we should overcome evil with good. That's what the Bible calls the gospel, the good news. We overcome the evil with the good. So it becomes, it becomes necessary. If you're going to live an elevated life, you're going to have to have an elevated you. You can't look at what you've been looking at and expecting that to uh, cause you to end up in your destination. See? God has already done the hard part. He, he's made sure that in this whole thing that he's already uh, triple blessed you. He's triple sealed you. I'm sorry. He's double blessed you. Okay? You can see that in uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And um, I just like just want you to remember and see how it says in chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace and peace, grace and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's going to cause grace and peace to come from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath, blessed be the God, Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So you are, by that scripture, you can come to the place of understanding, you are double blessed. And it was done by declaration, okay? And, 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 and so then once God says a thing, uh, that thing is already done, it's already established, and then when he says the same thing twice, that is a, a witness that, that, that cannot be changed. And when you hear it more than two times, a third time, that is a divine witness. Two is the number of witness. Three is divine witness. So when you hear him say things over and over, you know, it's not that he's just uh, wasting his breath or, or, or diffusing energy. He's trying to get you to be settled in that thing that he said. Amen. You are double blessed by declaration. And then you are triple sealed because of the Father, the Son, and even the Holy Ghost. So I just want you to, to understand these things. Every word that you hear uh, from the scripture, every word that you uh, come across in the, the, the Bible, it is already triple sealed. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three agree as one. So if the Father is blessing you with peace and grace, and Jesus is blessing you with peace and grace, then the Holy Spirit also is involved in blessing you with peace and grace. So you are double blessed, triple sealed. 
blessed twice, once with grace, once with peace, and in triple seal by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you are double wrapped in prayer. Because Paul writes here that he says that um, since I heard of your faith, I do not cease to give thanks, making mention of you in my prayers, that the Lord of our, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above, not just above, but far above all principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And I love this. Last week we kind of ended up on this part because uh, I, I hadn't seen it. Um, I knew it, but I hadn't seen it. And when I saw it, I said, boy, look at here what God has done. It says that, uh, verse 17, he prays that these things are going to happen because of the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, and then he says what God is the Father of. He's the Father of glory. That just just, just went all through me uh, last time because I hadn't thought about him being the Father of glory. Uh, Jesus said that the devil is the father of lies. So let's let's investigate that just so that we can, you know, take it apart so that we will know exactly uh, what's happening. He becomes intimate with you. That's the way you father anything, okay? When you are intimate, you can become pregnant. And so then the devil, what he does is he gives you a lie. And then when you believe the lie, um, you, 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 you become pregnant with the lie, okay? Um, keep your finger right there. We're coming right back to this. I just want you to see some things in the book of James. He tells us how this thing, how this thing works, okay? And he says that um, James uh, chapter 1, In uh, verse 14, okay, and 15, he's going to, and 16, he's going to lay out this process of becoming pregnant, if you will, okay? Let's look at it. It says, but every man, let no man say, starting verse, starting verse 13, let no man say when I'm tempted, I'm tempted of God. Okay, there we go, Lord. That's good. I've seen that. Um, for, um, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with either evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. When then when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin when it is finished brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brother. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from above. And coming down from the Father of life, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Okay? I want you to see how the process works. The devil can only use uh, principles that come out of the word of God. He's going to pervert them. Okay? He said here that every man is tempted when he is drawn away 
of his own lust. And it says that he's enticed by that which draws him to whatever he wants. Lust is defined as an unholy desire. Okay? So what the devil does is he pulls you away. Just as uh, uh, two people uh, become intimate, it's supposed to be done in marriage, but a lot of times we found that um, uh, one of the two people um, uses the lust or unholy desire, to, t- and it's not just sexual, okay? I want you to know that. It is manifest a lot of times because of sexual connotations, but it's not just sexual. It says every man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. When you um, play in your thinking with a thing over and over and over again, that is the process of you being drawn away of your own lust. It would be better, beloved, if you would allow God to give you your thoughts. He says stuff like this, open your mouth and I will fill it with praise. So that tells me that God is interested in you having the best. According to this scripture, he said every good gift and every perfect gift, it's from above. It comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Okay? You're in the book of, uh, you're in the book of uh, James. Just go to chapter 3. Okay? Because I'm, I'm just trying to show you how the thing, how you become pregnant with a lie. And then mess up your life because you're pregnant with something that cannot come to pass. It's a false expectation appearing real. That's an acronym for fear. So then here you are. You're going to uh, listen at a lie, and it's going to take you away from the truth. Because if you are intimate with the truth, Jesus said, the truth will cause freedom. It will make you free. But if you are participating in the, 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 the things of God, principles of God, and you're not including God in the thing that you're operating through, then you're going to be jammed up because the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the father of lies, okay? So our lust gives him the right and ability to become intimate in our thinking, and then at that lust, when it is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when you've got sin operating, and the primary definition of sin is to be without a portion. It's not just missing the mark. It's being without a portion. If you don't have what you need, it's inevitable that you're going to come up short because you're going to miss the mark because you didn't have enough inertia to get from point A to point B. You didn't have accurate information to get from point A to point B, okay? You, 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 you had an intimate relationship with a lie, and that stole your strength. It stole your sight because the God of this world blinds the minds of those that believe not. Please hear that. It blinds the mind of those that believe the not. They believe that they can't do it, that they are insufficient, that they are unworthy. They believe the not. Okay? I just want you to kind of get that. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 4. Go there so you can see it. I'm giving you, take these scriptures down. Write these scriptures down. Go back and study them. Okay? So that you can see them and, and, and understand how God is 
ordaining your steps and where he wants you to walk. He wants you to avoid landmines, okay? So he's giving you preordained steps that you should walk in, okay? Let's watch this. Um, uh, he, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we, as we receive mercy, we faint not, okay? So then he's telling us right there, if, in fact, you're not going to receive the mercy, you're going to faint, okay? Seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we don't faint, okay? So without mercy, without knowing how to access the mercy, then you're going to faint, okay? God has already established the fact, the truth, that he is a merciful God or he is a God full of mercy. So it's not an issue uh, if God has mercy. He's full of mercy, okay? So then because he's full of mercy, then our job, our responsibility would would be to learn how to access that mercy, how to utilize that mercy. So if I'm learning how to utilize the mercy, is part of the utilization of mercy begging for it? Okay? That's something for you to think about. Because a lot of times we will go and hear people in prayer and they will say, Lord, have mercy. Okay? Let's, let's, let's understand. He is full of mercy. So is it necessary for me to go to a picture that's full of water and say, have, have mercy. Have mercy. It's full of water. Say, have water. You wouldn't go to a, a picture that's full and say, have water. It's full. Now you need to have a, a, a container that you can transfer the water out of the picture into a glass now, don't you? You see what I'm saying? It's no longer necessary for you to ask the picture that's full of water to have water. So it's not necessary for you to go beg God who's full of mercy for mercy. That becomes redundant, okay? Unnecessary, wasted words, okay? If you don't think that you deserve the the mercy, that's another challenge. He's going to show us that right here. We have this uh, ministry that we receive mercy because we receive mercy, we don't think. But we have a different position of thought. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Okay? If you think that you don't deserve something after God has said, he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. This is his word. I'm not making this up. This is in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 1 says that he hath, past tense, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So with that being understood, with that being the, 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 the vehicle and, and, and pathway that I'm supposed to walk in, then it really does not make sense for me to go and say, I need you to bless me, Lord. See, we, 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 we are dealing, according to the scripture, we are handling things uh, 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 deceitfully, dishonestly. He told us, we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. 
God, I know you said that, but that tells me that you're handling things dishonestly. You do not believe what he said. See? He's already announced. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. So what you don't even have to ask, really. You don't have to ask where the mercy is. He's full of it. Glory to God. See? I mean, these are things we should think about from the right perspective. We go uh, approach things backwards. But if you have mercy, he's full of it. So then because he's full of it, I need to operate out of the truth that causes liberty. Okay? He has the mercy for me. In John chapter 1, it says that we, of his fullness, we have received grace for grace. It didn't say we asked for grace. It says we received it. As we have this ministry, we faint not because we have received mercy. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. We don't walk around in craftiness. We don't try to trick God into blessing us. Again, he's already daily loads us with benefits. Daily. So then I don't have to trick him, beg him, and please my way into a blessing. He's already loaded me with blessings. In heaven, he has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, this is a, a, a settled truth in heaven. And I need to walk in that truth. So we, we don't do this. We renounce those hidden things of dishonesty. We don't walk in craftiness. And we don't, nor do we handle the word of God deceitfully. We don't do that. So we ain't got to trick God. That would be handling the word of God deceitfully. Well, I did something wrong. Okay, I appreciate you saying that. If you say that to God, this is what God promises. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, these are promises. I didn't make them up. He aligns them so that we can enjoy the good. We can find a way to live the elevated life. Okay. Because we don't handle the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. Okay. God is interested in you walking in and having in operation truth that causes liberty. Amen. He says we don't deceitfully, deceitfully uh, uh, um, use the word of God. Handle the, okay, okay. We don't deceitfully handle it. Okay? I like the way he says that. I'm hiding the truth in my sin. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. I'm, I'm handling it deceitfully. I'm not using it for its intent. Okay? I'm trying to make other people think that I'm something that I'm not. I'm handling it deceitfully. I still have it, but I'm handling it deceitfully. 
I, I'm using it either when people are watching or I'm trying to wait till they ain't watching so that I think I can use it then. I'm handling it deceitfully. Okay? I mean, these are some things that should be obvious, but yet we find people in the body of Christ staying in the uh, the trouble that Jesus has already delivered them from because they handle the word of God deceitfully. That's not for me. I can't do that. That would be handling the word of God deceitfully. The word of God tells you very clearly you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. How many things did he say? All things. So that I go after the thing he's already set in motion. Anything under the purview of all. That's what I have the ability to do. I can do all things. He didn't say I can think about. He said I can be active in this. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. See, I'm not handling the word of God deceitfully. Dismissing all of the stuff that I need, all of the stuff that he's provided, because I don't think I deserve it. My deserving has nothing to do with it. He's already sent a word to heal me and to deliver me. He didn't say he sent his word to those that deserve it. See? That's handling the word deceitfully. What we're doing is we're allowing the devil to father a lie in our midst. Okay? I mean, really, really, the Bible says Jesus came to seek and to save them that were lost. Okay? So then, do I qualify as one that was lost? Yes, I did. So then Jesus is doing the work now, has nothing to do with my deserving, does it? He came to seek and to save those that were lost. He didn't even say he came to seek and to save those that were trying to perfect this or trying to correct that. He came to save those that were already lost. Amen. I mean, we've got to stop disqualifying ourselves because when we do that, we are drawn away of our own lust and enticed. Okay? We're going to get back to that so you can see how it works. Everything that God has for you, he wants you to appropriate it by faith, not because you deserve it. Amen. See? Because if, if that's the case, we will disqualify ourselves out of all of the blessings of God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. See? And it says that because of this in, in, in Hosea, it says the unjust man will die in his fears. But the just will live by his faith. This is how it was designed. So don't go and try to rewrite the book. Thank you. I need Philippians, the fourth chapter, to be in there. I need Philippians, chapter three, to be in there. I need Ephesians, chapter one, to be. Don't go messing with the book. Don't you try to. Don't you try to to, to, to write the book uh, based on your life. It's been written. Oh my God, this is just so good. It's been written based on His life. Why would I want to rewrite it based on mine? Selah. Think about that. 
It's already been written based on his perfect life. So why am I going there and trying to rewrite his Bible based on my life? Can, can you see how that would be kind of counterproductive, unnecessary? Okay. Just kind of, you know, we need to think about in order to live an elevated life, we're going to have to think elevated thoughts. Okay. You're going to have to stop thinking that, that, that he didn't want you to have this. If he didn't want you to have it, he shouldn't have wrote it down then, should he? He shouldn't have made it a promise that's irrevocable. If he didn't want you to have it, he would have probably had to preference all of his promises with maybes. Okay? I, I don't I don't find too many maybes in the Bible. I, I, I hear some surely's, okay? but, but I don't hear many maybes. Okay, when you hear the phrase, if you, that's not saying uh, you disqualify. It's saying you can partake of this if you. Okay? It, it, it's not um, after 15 things that you did right, then you qualify to cause the if to be active. The if is perpetually active. If you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, this is what will happen. It ain't go do this because you're so unworthy. In order to change your circumstances, all you have to do is hear the voice of the Lord. All you have to do is obey the voice of the Lord. All right? You qualify, you qualify for the if because he presented it to you. Okay. You don't qualify for the promise because of your if. He put the if there so that you would know you can qualify. Do you see how we've been thinking that backwards? Okay? You you, you can't make yourself qualify for righteousness. Your, his righteousness has to be imputed unto you. See? So the if that you, the way we've been looking at if has been uh, completely done away with, hasn't it? See? The if is not based on you, glory to God. Okay? The pitcher is already full of water. He's full of mercy. So there's no if required now, is it? Okay. All of this is to help us understand he's the father of glory the same way the devil is the father of lies. Okay? Watch this. But by manifestation of the truth, okay, we don't handle the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, by proving your heart's position by what you do, manifestation of the truth, okay. He didn't say trying to do the truth. He said manifestation of the truth. That which is manifest is no longer trying, is it? That which is manifest is. See? So then I access these promises because of my heart's position, which is manifest truth. Again, if he said, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins then he means 
all your sins, doesn't he? So why, if he's forgiven me and washed me, am I thinking that I don't qualify? Because I would be then handling the word of God deceitfully, and I would be operating under a lie rather than the manifestation of the truth. It says, but by manifestation of the truth, we commend ourselves. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Just look at this. He says, because of the truth that's manifest, because of the truth that's easy to be seen, my job when truth, because truth makes you free, my job when truth is, is active, my job is to do what? Notice he says, is to commend ourselves. He didn't say condemn ourselves, did he? Okay, Jesus doesn't use truth to condemn. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, all right? So God did not send Jesus to condemn you. God did not reveal truth so that you could be condemned. He, he brought truth so that you can approve yourself, commend yourself. I mean, I'm just reading this, all right? I'm not making this up. If you open your Bible to the same places that I told you to, you'll find this in your Bible. Even if it's a different translation, the understanding should be exactly the same, shouldn't it? See? He says, when we get truth, when truth is manifest, the next thing that should happen because truth is manifest is we commend ourselves. Come on, come on. Even if I was doing wrong, Truth is the thing that caused me to know I was doing wrong. So at the point where the truth causes me to know that I'm doing wrong, I commend myself because I know that the truth of him washing me, or the truth of his forgiveness is also available. I now can commend myself. Amen. I'm trying to bring this down where you can't miss it. We, the, the seasons of life that we are entering into is going to require the truth that has caused us to be free. And it's not going to work for you or anyone else if I'm still condemning myself rather than allowing truth to commend me. And he says, I'm going to commend myself in every man's conscience. Would, would, would every man's conscience include yours? Yeah. So that if, if I don't believe it, I can't cause it to be fruitful in my life, can I? So then when truth shows up, when it's manifest, it's there so that I can build myself up or commend myself. I don't have to brag on what I do. I can commend myself knowing that because of what he did, I can now face tomorrow because he lives. See? So, I mean, these are just things that, that we're going to have to uh, allow our hearts to agree with. And I'm going to have to do this in the sight of what? Every man. And, come on, I'm going to commend myself in every man's conscience, and I'm going to do it in the sight of God. 
God is looking for me to stand upright. He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. You cannot walk uprightly until you first stand uprightly. So if I'm going to walk in this truth, I've got to stand in this truth. Okay, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Because he talks in this book about the, the perfect law of liberty. All right? So he's wanting me to look at the God man that was made by God. He wants me to see the God man. I'm going to commend myself in every man's conscience and in the sight of God. I've got to address the thing of how do I think God sees me. See, I, I'm going to have to deal with that. If I think God still sees me as an old ugly outfit, then I didn't follow through on what he said I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to commend myself, not condemn myself. Again, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. He's not, he did not say, and he will do all things through you. He said, you would have to do this. Whatever the things are necessary to be done, you have to do it. See, you cannot live the elevated life with low thinking. All right. It says, um, Verse 3, but if this good news, this gospel be, okay, he says, but if what? Our gospel. So then if the good news is not causing you to be free, then it's not yet your gospel, is it? Because when it's your gospel, you operate in it. It's the manifestation of the truth, isn't it? Come on. See? So you're going to let truth work and then you walk in liberty or are you going to keep truth from working and handle the word of God deceitfully? Walk dishonestly. Walk in, in craftiness. I mean, it's one thing to, 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 to make a lie, say a lie. It's another thing to walk in the lie that you said. To make that lie now your truth. That I, I continue to agree with the enemy who's the father of lies. We're seeing how he sets that thing in motion right here. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe the not. See, they believe the lie. They believe not. They don't believe you can. They don't believe you're equipped. They don't believe you've been made to sit together in heavenly places. They don't believe that he set you free. They believe he's not set me free. I'm not qualified. I'm not able. I'm not in They believe not. Because their minds have been blinded. The God of this world has blinded their minds. It's not just talking about, uh, okay, well, let's see this. 
He's not talking to sinners here. This is the gospel, the good news. It's the Bible written to saints. He set that up in the beginning, and he said, to the church at Corinth. This is the way he starts to think. He didn't say to you ungodly people. The Bible was not written to the ungodly people. I did not say the Bible was not written to people who were not yet perfect. It was not written to ungodly people. So why do we read this passage and forget that he's talking to brethren? And now, my brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. He wasn't talking to to, to, to the people that are family members that have not decided to walk in truth. Mm -hmm. See? Those that have received ministry. He's talking to those people. People that are, are, are ungodly, they haven't received this ministry, have they? They haven't received mercy, have they? They're still looking for mercy. He's talking to recipients of mercy. Amen. According to verse 1, as we have received mercy. So he's not talking to people that are ungodly here. He's talking to us, body of Christ. And he can't get us to believe what he said. And so then, since we don't believe what he said, we can't walk it out in front of other people, can we? That's what's been wrong with our testimony. We, we, we somehow thought that we didn't qualify. See? So that means we were handling the word of God dishonestly. Deceitfully. Okay? We're hot. According to this scripture, we're the ones hiding our gospel. Okay? Which have blinded the minds of those, them that which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. So he says, the image of God, which is who you were made in, it's going to reflect what God is saying, what God is doing, what God is thinking. See? This is what he's wanting. But because we've hid the gospel, the good news, because we think we don't deserve it, we are, uh, we, we're not holy enough. He knew that from John Street. That's why he sent his word to heal you and to deliver you, because you wore the old, ugly outfit, and he didn't want to continue to see you that way. He sees you as the redeemed of the Lord, and he's asking you, redeemed ones, would you please say something different? Talk different. Confess what he says. Believe what he says so that you can enjoy what he says. That's the glorious the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of who is the whoosh. Uh, mm, this is good stuff. Jesus Christ is the image of God. Hebrews says the express image of His brightness. See, He is the image, and He didn't count it robbery to think that He was made to be equal with God. See, you're going to have to do that same thing. That you're going to say, no, 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 the greater one is in me. The, the greater one's not coming to me. The greater one has taken up residence in me. 
And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. But we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants of Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which are always delivered unto death, which we which live are always delivered unto death. So for, for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh, that it might come up, be seen, be understood in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us with life in you. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, we believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore speak, knowing that he was raised up Jesus from the dead, will raise us up also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, which worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal way of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, and which are, uh, uh, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So this is how the devil gets us to participate in allowing the fathering of lies to take place. I don't think I deserve it. I don't think it's for me. I hide the gospel in my unbelief. I don't let the gospel shine unto me. So then I'm looking at things that are seen rather than things that are not seen. I'm looking at something that's temporary rather than that which is eternal. So, again, the question would be, are you hiding the truth in your position of, 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 of deceitful thoughts? So, again, let's go back to the book of James so that you can see this. This is what took us there. Let no man say, when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, evil neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust have conceived, when the devil can make you believe that, then you're going to have a baby. You are now pregnant. He's the father of lies. See? He, he took your fear and caused your fear now to be your destiny because you believe the, the lie. 
You believe that his grace was not sufficient. You believe that his grace was insufficient. Even though the scripture flat out says, my grace is sufficient. Well, but not for me, because you just don't. And now we're talking to God. I don't know how we say this, because you don't know what I did. Well, yes, he does. He knew the what you did and the why you did it. And he still said, if you confess it, he'll cleanse you from A-L-L, all unrighteousness. See? He's prepared us for all. He wants us to walk in all, in all the fullness of his grace, in all the fullness of his goodness. See? But we keep dismissing and disqualifying ourselves because we have allowed the father of lies to continue to birth in our life things we don't want to have. He's the father of lies. So then when you give heed to the lies, lying vanity, it says in, in, in uh, Micah, okay, they that observe lying vanities, they forsake their own mercies. They that observe, look at, lying vanities. Give up on their mercy. Here he told us that we're supposed to be those that receive mercy. And then because we receive this mercy, we don't faint. But if I'm going to observe, look at lying vanities, then I just forsook my own mercy. It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. See? But when I start observing lying vanity, when I start looking at some people and saying, well, they got it made and, and, and I've got all this trouble. See, I'm now observing lying vanities. If he said he would not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly, then all they have to do is walk uprightly. He's, as the eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a perfect heart towards him. But what do we do? We say, oh, no, no, no. I can't be forgiven for this. What does the word all mean? He's faithful and just to forgive you of all. See? And cleanse you from all. But here we go, arguing with him, and would rather look at a lying vanity and just let our mercy go. He told us in Proverbs chapter 3, says, don't forsake mercy. Don't forsake it. Don't give up on mercy. See? How he wants to father in you glory. Hallelujah. He wants to father that in you. He recognizes that once the person gets pregnant, they're going to have the baby but after you have the baby, now that baby is going to need a father. He's going to need someone to walk him through uh, those valleys of the shadow of death. He's going to need somebody to help strengthen him so that he will be able to look at things correctly, hear things correctly. See? That's what he does. See? He, he says, okay, I will father them. I will show them glory. I will continue to pour out my, my loving kindness and tender mercies to them. I will continue to, to walk them out of darkness and into the marvelous light. I'll continue to cause their steps to be ordered. 
See? And then because I have ordered steps, they, they should not be difficult, should they? Okay, let's do it again. They are ordered steps. When you go to the restaurant, one of the things that you do, you sit down and they give you a menu. You look at the menu. You understand the menu. And then you order from the menu. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. He reveals to you the things that he wants to do. And you say, yes, that's my order, Lord. And then he goes on the process of working that in you because he cannot do anything for you that he has not done in you. When you know that that's your order, then you can say, okay, good. I need to prepare to enjoy my order. If you if you order a, a steak, then you're going to have to prepare your, your knife and your fork, aren't you? you got to pick them up, put them in position to be used. Because when the steak comes, you, you don't need a spoon, do you? You have to get the right utensils for your order. When, when you order ice cream, you don't get a fork. Amen. Do you have to prepare for your order? You have to look at it and say, okay, good. God has said, this is what I need. So then I'll have the right tools, the implements that I need to utilize the, the, the promise, and let the promise then supply my need. Verse 15. Well, every man is drawn away, is tempted of his own lust and enticed, and when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. This is the way it works. And at the same time, of the, I want you to notice, he says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he says this, that there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, and will with the temptation make a way of escape. So here he says it again. He says that lust, when it is conceived, brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. So at the same time you see the temptation, please don't get it confused, that at the same time a good gift and a perfect gift must show up. Listen to how it's scripted here. He said, don't let a man think that he's tempted. Uh, he's letting a man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted to God because God does not tempt people with evil. But every man is tempted when he, and drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren, every good gift. So he's talking about the process of your victory just as much as he's talking about the process of your trial. He says, don't say this, don't think this, know this, that every good gift and every perfect gift is already came down from above. Why are you looking out when your blessing comes from above? Amen. Why are you trying to, to, to get people to agree with you when your when your confirmation comes from above? See? You you compare yourselves again, Second Corinthians chapter uh, 10, 13. It says that they that compare themselves among themselves and by themselves is not wise. 
But it's what we do. We say, well, they going through all this bad stuff because of this, that, and the other. So here I am going through the same. No, they that compare themselves among themselves or by themselves is not wise. Stop doing that. See, you have to live. You've been called into an elevated life. But an elevated life requires elevated thinking. You cannot think that, 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 that everybody's out to get you. Because when you think that everybody's out to get you, you're going to be found to be looking around you, not looking unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of your faith. See? We've got, to, we've got to begin to think at a higher dimension. When you don't understand this, we right here, you're just steal the book of James. Come on, come on. You just, we just passed that. Just back up a little bit. Watch this. <laughs> It says in verse 5, well, stop. Okay. Again, go back and read James chapter 1. Begin to digest this because it's going to set your thinking right. He says, my brother, in verse 2, count it all joy when you fall into this diverse temptation, knowing this. So if you don't know something, you're not going to, you're not going to count correctly. Okay, look at it. He said, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Knowing this, if you don't know this, then you will not be able to count correctly. Okay? Knowing this, that the trying of my of your faith worketh patience. It did not say the trying of you. It said the trying of your faith is going to employ patience. Count it all joy. Okay? Count it joy when you get at the beginning of the temptation. Before the temptation gets on your last doggone nerve, you should have already counted it joy. Because you should have already known this, that the trying of your faith works or employs patience. But let patience have a perfect work with you, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and it's not mad because you ask. He upbraided not. And this wisdom shall be given you. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See? Because he didn't think correctly. The man thought that, that, that he deserved this, thought that there is no way out. And because that's the way you thought, you didn't ask God for wisdom, who would have given you wisdom liberally. See? He would have given you enough wisdom that you would be able to overcome whatever you were facing. He's not just getting, it didn't say that he was going to give you just enough of wisdom so that you would be able to stand. That he wants you to have enough wisdom to overcome. Amen. You were called unto victory. You were not called unto trial. So if you don't see, experience the victory now, then ask of God, and he will give wisdom unto you liberally. And he says, now let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. See, that, that you will know that whatever you need, you got. 
You, you won't keep thinking that, okay, God's got to give you. So, no, 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 no. If you ask in faith, he's going to give it to you liberally. But if you don't ask in faith, then you're going to end up being double-minded, and they don't, don't even let a double-minded man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Why? Because you don't never know where the double-minded man is going to be. He is unstable in all his ways. On the way from this position of thought to the next position of thought, he's uh, uh, like staggering, like a drunk man, and he don't even know where he's going to land. He's unstable in all his ways. So he's asking a question from a question rather than asking a question from the position of faith. Let him ask in faith, no wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea. And it says this wave is what? Driven with the wind. This man not even in control of his own life now. He's driven by the wind. And if that wasn't bad enough, tossed. Which means if you're tossed, you don't know whether you're up or down. You don't have any stability, and you don't even know where, which way your direction you're going because you are tossed. Okay. I mean, just kind of get that. You are tossed. So, so there is no way a tossed person can end up in a defined position of victory because what was ever causing him to be tossed is in control. Not him. You see that? He's like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind. Out of place every time. Don't even let that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So this is what the devil is trying to do to get you to, to, to allow him to father in your life stuff that you don't even want. Lies, deception, accusations, suspension, suspicion. See? You, you don't have a, a, a defined direction that you're going to move in. I guess that, that song, case Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. You function from that position instead of knowing that your steps are ordered. You and God have had a conversation, and God authorized you to take this, that, or the other direction. He said stuff like, wherever the souls of your feet should try. Boy, you can't even make a mistake. I've given you everything. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. I, you can't make a mistake, boy. Just start walking. Because I'm the one that's going to make all things work together for your good. Just start walking. But here we are. We, well, I don't know what to do. Well, he said if you ask in faith, God will give you wisdom and he won't be mad because you ask. But if you're not going to ask in faith, then you can forget that you can't receive anything of the Lord. See? So now you're going to be found with all of those illegitimate babies, all of those lies that did not allow you to achieve your destiny because he's the father of glory. 
He's not the father of maybe. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1, verse uh, 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ is the father of glory. So um, this is what I, I stopped at. And I just, it's just good to, to pause right here. He says he's the father of glory. So then if I'm not allowing his word to germinate on the inside of me, if I'm not allowing his spirit to lead me, then I'm going to, I'm going to depart from the glory that's going to make the difference in my life. Okay? Because when I know that he's the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and when I know that he's the father of glory, then all of the things that I receive from him it is going, are going to be the babies, the thoughts, the ideas, the direction, the purposes that he gives me. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean that he will allow you to claim it and frame it. That says that when you acknowledge him, he will then cause that baby to be born, and he will give you desires by that baby's birth. Did you see that? Okay. In, 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 in biblical times, they didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy, did they? They didn't have the sonic grams and the, all these things that we can look at now. So they, they would say, okay, I am expecting, I am pregnant. Well, what's it going to be? It's going to be a child of the Most High God. See? I, I, it, the rest of it really doesn't matter, does it? it? It's going to be a child of God. It's going to be a baby produced by worship, produced by prayer, but produced by intercession. So that every good and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I'm going to receive the glory that God intended for me to win by. Yeah. See, he's going to give me the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. He's taking me to a, another uh, dimension, and the way I'm going to function in that dimension is because God's going to give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that's going to be necessary for me to walk in the new dimension that, I'm, that I've been called to. That the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened, that I will know what is the hope of his calling, and I'll know what the riches of his glory is. So he just told us here that his glory has riches. Amen. See? His glory has riches. Okay, help me out. When, when, when I understand and walk in, walk to the place where the glory is working, the glory is going to open up riches to me and for me. His glory, okay, the eyes of my understanding being in light, verse 18, Ephesians chapter 1. That I might know. Again, I'm not guessing here. I'm not hoping here that I may know what is the singular hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. Glory to God. I'm going to know what those riches are. And when you know what the riches are, you can then expend those riches at the right places at the right time. Is that correct? Because I know what they are. I know what they're for. 
Amen. I, I, I don't have to just happenstance my way through life. I, I can function with knowledge and full conviction, full assurance, the Bible says. See? I, I can get to the place where uh, uh, I get to enjoy the, my, 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 my walk, my sojourn. See? I'm going from glory to glory. I'm going from the, the spirit of wisdom is giving me the revelation in the knowledge of this glory, causing me to understand what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of this glory is inheritance is. And that I will I'll know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Come on, y'all. Come on. Look at that. Look at that. Look at how it's how it's versed there. That I'm gonna know I'm gonna know the riches of his glory. And I'm going to know the exceeding greatness of his power. So then when I'm faced with something, because I know the glory is working, then I know the power, whatever I need to overcome, I know that power. And I'll be able to believe according to the working of his mighty power. Not me. It's all on him. I I don't trouble myself trying to figure out why. Because I'm going to get a, a, a more elevated revelation. I'm going to know what is his power. I'm going to know what is the riches of his glory. I'm going to know how that power is going to work in my situation. And it's so powerful, this, 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 this glory is so powerful that, that it even affects or subdues death. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. Um, chapter 2, 1 Corinthians. This is, Paul began to think this way. And he's inviting us into the knowledge that would help us think this way. Paul says, verse 1, And I, brother, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech, nor with the wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. But I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech was not with vain, enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. I didn't come to you trying to make stuff sound good. I came to you expecting to demonstrate the manifestation of truth, to demonstrate the of demonstrations of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak the wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. He said, God ordained it unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. 
So then now it, 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 it gives us the understanding that this glory and the knowledge of this glory even overcomes, subdues death. Because if the devil had known what God had put in Jesus and the, the, the results that he was already expected, he said that he wouldn't have even crucified Jesus. He was just left the man alone. But the work, the, the working of all things to, according to his counsel had to be done so that he had to do that so that God could then invite us into this great glory. Instead of thinking it's a, it's a great problem that I'm facing, no, 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 no. I have been called to glory and honor. I've been called to glory and honor. So then I need God to show me the father of glory. I need for him to show me what I'm looking at, what baby I'm going to have. He's the father of glory. I need to be able to birth this glory in the earth. I need to release this glory in the situations that I'm facing. Because he's going to father through me glory. Amen. See? He did it from Jump Street. In Psalms 8, it says that, that we're crowned with glory and honor, crowned with it. See? But just because I'm crowned with it does not mean I'm going to use it. Amen. I should, but it doesn't mean I am. Because if I should use it and I don't, that says that the eyes of my understanding were still not enlightened. Because with my eyes and my understanding enlightened, then I will know what is the hope of his calling. I'll know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is the same. See? This is why we stay in the word. This is why we fellowship and praise and, and, and worship. This is why. Because as I do this, then he's able to show me things that I don't know. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. See, I, I've, I've kind of gotten past the point of trying to talk to God about all the stuff that I know. You know, they did this and they said this. Okay, that's all the stuff that I know. But if I'm going to do what the Bible says, I will call unto him and he will show me stuff I don't know. Amen. I don't have to have 75 conversations of how they done me wrong. It, it doesn't matter how they done me wrong. God's going to father in me glory that's going to overcome every situation, every circumstance of my life. He wants to father that in me. He wants to be able to produce that, release that in me. But if I'm going to continue to become familiar with the lie of the devil, then the devil is going to be the father of my destiny. And he doesn't want that. That's wrong. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory, verse 9, chapter 2, verse 3. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man that's in it? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, you've not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, that you might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we also speak, not in words with man's wisdom that teacheth, but in the Holy Ghost teaching, 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolishness unto him. Neither do they know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. See, he's not trying to condemn. He wants us to commend ourselves. Speak about the things that God's doing so that he can be going against the glory. See? My eyes and my understanding being enlightened that I'll know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his faith. And I'll know the exceeding greatness of the power to us who believe according to the working of the mighty power which he wrought in Christ Jesus. His glory has riches. It's designed to meet every challenge that we face. It is renewable. It is refillable. It is a never-ending supply that flows from the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians chapter 2. Okay? This is what is supposed to happen. This is, again, this is when he said to us that he, in chapter 1, verse 9, he prays that, that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy unto the Lord as all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Thanks, giving thanks to God the Father, who has made us meet or partakers, able partakers of this inheritance who have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Chapter 2, starting at verse 2. That your hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto all riches. Look at that. We've already known that his glory has riches, and he said he wants our hearts to be knit together in love. Unto those riches, that 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 the, the the riches and the knowledge of the glory and I become intertwined, knit together. So much so that you can't tell where I end and the glory uh, begins. Amen. Because it's knit together, we become completely connected, galvanized together, if you would. See, I, I don't have wishy-washy thoughts anymore. I only have the thoughts I have the mind of Christ. He just told us that. See, because I have not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has for the prepared for those that love him. But he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. He's knitting, weaving together the, the, the understanding that he's giving us and my desire to walk it out. It's being knit together. See? Until the place where I have full assurance of the understanding, and I acknowledge the mystery of God, and I acknowledge the, the mystery of the Father, and I acknowledge the mystery of Christ, in whom, verse 3, are hid all the treasures 
So not only does his glory have riches, his glory has treasures. Amen. In whom are here all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I mean, I have the answer at the same time the problem comes manifest. Because in him are his treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So then when I ask God uh, uh, for the wisdom about whatever I'm facing, not only is he going to give me the wisdom of what I'm facing, he's going to give me the knowledge of the why I'm facing it. How, how would you like that? See, I can stop the attack and I can stop the reason for the attack. Because in him are he had all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I say this, lest any man beguile you with the titan words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. So as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you have received Jesus, walk in him. So let's just get that. Let's get that. So that tells me that because my life is here, we're going we're gonna to see that in just a minute, okay? Because he says in, in, in the next chapter, in Colossians chapter 3, so since I'm here in him, then I get to walk in the place of my hiding. See, in the Old Testament, it was said this way, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. And that was good, and that's true. But that was in a permanent location, wasn't it? So then I had to go back to wherever I was so that I could find out what to do when I left. But now it's a whole different situation because now I'm living in the tower, and the tower walks, he said. Walk in him. That means that, that the, 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 my safety is no longer in one permanent location, is it? Amen. I can walk into the tower, and the tower takes me to my next destination because wisdom is active in my life. I walk in him. I walk rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, thereby abounding with thanksgiving. Lest any man should spoil you through philosophy or vain deceit, after the traditions of men, the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power and might. Mm. I mean, do you see how God is wanting us to, 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 to become lost in his love so that his love can move us to the place of destiny that he has ordained for us? Walk in him as you have received, therefore, Christ Jesus, the Lord. Notice he said that you have to receive him as Lord. This is not just receiving him as Savior. This is receiving him as Lord. Amen. That, that my steps are ordered of the Lord. Okay? I talk to God, and God talks to me, and he gives me my order. 
He gives me the thing that's going to supply the need for my victory. He gives me my order. I delight myself in him, and then he gives me the desires of my heart. See, I'm not trying to, to convince him that this is what I need. No, no, no. He's going to give me, and him or he and all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and he's going to give me those treasures. He's going to reveal to me those riches. Okay? And so then I'll learn how to appropriate every promise. Because when I appropriate the promise, then what happens is God is now going before me the same way he did with the children of Israel. He went before them. There was a cloud of smoke and a pillar of fire that went before them. And wherever the cloud of smoke and the pillar of fire went, that's where the children of Israel went. Because their victory followed the fire. Okay? It followed the cloud. And every time they was confronted with something, they would experience victory because the cloud and the, the, the pillar of fire was going before them. Hallelujah. See, this is the way our life is supposed to be lived. If God be for you, come on now, who can be against you? Because the cloud and the pillar of fire is moving, and my victory is found behind the cloud, behind the pillar. See? The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous are safe in the tower, but now the tower is in me, and I'm in the tower. And if I abide in him, and his words abide in me, then I shall ask what I will, and it shall be given me. Why? Because my victory is in the cloud. It's in the pillar of fire. See? There's no way I can lose because God is in front of me. Because with God, all things are possible. Not in front of God, with God. Allowing him to, to do the work that he wants to do for me. Because he says stuff like, without me, you can do nothing. See? So as I understand and walk in that, allow the, 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 the revelation, all of the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge, allow those revelations to germinate in me. Why? So then I can experience how I know I'm made complete in him because he's the head of principality. He's the head of power. So then whatever I'm going through, they are going to then bow the knee the same way that they did in Joseph's day that everybody that came in contact with Joseph, they would have to bow the knee. They would have to submit. See? And, and as I do this, then I experience uh, victory after victory because it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. See? That, that, that's what he wants me to participate in. He, he did this so that I can understand it's all about him, it's not about me. See? But I'm going to have to, to decide and purpose in my heart that I'm going to live the elevated life. I'm not going to try to reach and grab and, and, and snatch and, and prove. I'm just going to be found in him. As I receive the Lord Jesus, walk in him. Because he takes me from glory to glory. See? He takes me from victory to victory. From grace to grace. He wants me to do that. But I'm going to have to learn how to put on and put off. Because I'm complete in him. So I need to 
stop trying to make other stuff work. That's not him. Chapter 3, verses 8 through 17, tells us to put off these. To put off all of these. Anger, wrath, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. And that you put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. See, so, so we're going to have to change some of the, 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 the go-tos that we have. See, I can't go to my anger. I can't go to my blasphemy. I can't go to filthy communication. I can't go to lying and cheating. I'm going to say, no, 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 I have to put those off. And then it says, put on. See, I put on the new man. I put on the, 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 the ability to remember what remember, put back together accurately, to remember what uh, Jesus has done for me. See, I'm renewed in this knowledge after him that created me. See, he says in verse 12, I'm supposed to put on as the elect of God, holy and beloved vows of mercies and kindness and humbleness of mind and meekness and long-suffering. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man uh, have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so do you also. I have to put on these elect, uh, uh, as the elect of God, these holy and beloved bowels of mercy. I, I love that both of those are plural. Bowels of mercies. All this sentence is, is, is in the uh, uh, affirmative generation. Bowels of mercy, kindnesses. Humbleness, meekness, long suffering—they are all in, in in not in a past tense. They're active tense. See, I'm supposed to be able to put away all of the stuff that would be the 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 the, uh, the things that kept me back. I have to put away the 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 the, the things that the father of lies has birthed in my life. I have to put that off. I, I recognize that the baby's been born, but I've got to starve the baby because it didn't come from God. Because God is able to raise up from the dead the things that I need. He can raise from the dead in my thinking uh, that I have to uh, uh, give myself over to him wholly and stop thinking that I have to uh, defend myself. He can erase the submission that, that's required to his word out of the death that I have for submitting to the Father of life. I got to put one off and put another on. See? I have to put on the uh, charity. I have to put it on. See? I'm going to have to put on what the bond of perfectness is. When I put on the things that I'm supposed to put on, now I can do what first verse 15 says. Now I can let the peace of God rule in my heart. When I've got uh, conflicting uh, visions and, and thoughts, I cannot let the peace of God rule in my heart. If I'm operating in, 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 in uh, if I'm operating in unforgiveness, okay, if I'm operating in lies, if I'm operating in wrath, if I'm operating in malice, if I'm operating in filthy communication, well, then I cannot let the peace of God rule in my heart. See? Uh, it, it doesn't work. God has made a, 
decision and a declaration that he has to be all or he won't be anything at all. Amen. See, he's not second. He has to be first. Why? Because when he's first, he can allow himself to be seen. When he's second, you're not looking for him. You're looking for what you have put first. Amen. See? So then God just, he just waits until you decide that you're going to seek first the kingdom. And then when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, now things will be added to you. I'm letting the peace of God rule in my heart. Why should I do that? Because I was called to that. Okay? I was called to a life that's thankful in one body. Now, because I've done that and I've put on uh, the bond of, of, of uh, beloved vows of, of mercy and compassion and humbleness of mind and meekness and long-suffering, I can, I've already put on the ability to forgive as Christ forgave me. I put on the, the charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and now the peace of God can rule in my heart. And now I can let the word of God dwell. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Wow. I can let the word of God dwell richly in the wisdom. I can let the word. If I'm not going to allow, the, if I'm not going to put the old stuff off, then I'm not going to let the word dwell in me richly with an abundant supply. Amen. Knowing that just as Jesus walked the earth and when he, he was faced with stuff, he didn't have to go and defend himself. He let the word of God dwell in him richly, easy to be seen. See? And, and because of that, they couldn't do any harm to him. They tried to take him one time. They tried to kill him one time before the crucifixion, but it wasn't his time. The Bible says, and he hid himself. This is just so amazing to me. He hid himself going through the midst of them. Come on now. How do you hide yourself in the middle of your enemy? To me, if I'm going to try to get away from my enemy, I'm going to hide myself away from my enemy. He hid himself going through the midst of them. Just a whole different way of thinking. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, they are saved. See? We start applying uh, scriptural uh, situations to our lives, to the word, to all of the situations. And then the word is going to always work. It's going to always win. Because he's made us sit together in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name in his name, not in this world, but also in that which is to come. See, these are the things that, that God is wanting to do. Oh, my God. These are the things that, that God is wanting to do so that we can enjoy our victory. The choice is yours. Your way or God's way. God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you. We just bless you, sir for what you intend to do, want to do in our lives and for us. Cause us to, to give up our way so that we can have that elevated life because we have 
elevated thoughts. We thank you, sir, that you want to work in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Thank you, God, for giving us clarity of thought, clarity of purpose, so that we can win continually, perpetually, by your word and by your spirit. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ and Nana, who is Lord and Savior, the Redeemer of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. I want to thank all of you for uh, joining us here at LiveDeliverance.com on Blog Talk Radio. And we would like to remind you that if you are uh, enjoying the the ministry that you want to sow a seed, then go to um, LiveDeliverance.com and find the Donate tab so that you can uh, participate in giving to God out of the substance that he supplied you with, just as I gave you out of the supplies that God gave to me, so that we can all grow together. This is how we do it. The exchange is that we give to you of our spiritual and you give to us out of your natural so that we can pay uh, the bills and do the things that are necessary in in, in the times that we're supposed to do them. So we just thank you for uh, joining us here. So until the next time, next Monday, when we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you of his shalom. Until next Monday, love you, be blessed.